Hello and welcome to Arrow Bandwidth, the podcast brought to you by Arrow ECS to help the channel better understand the trends, technologies and concepts facing the IT industry today. In this upcoming special series, our friends from the Arrow On Point podcast show will be taking over bandwidth as Izzy and her guests begin to look in depth at the Internet of Things market, specifically what's happening in the world of smarter cities and smarter manufacturing. We hope you enjoy the show, and if you do, please leave a review or a rating on your preferred podcast platform. It helps others find us. So without further ado, it's over to Izzy. Most people live in the present, the world of now, but a handful of us work in a unique world that doesn't quite exist yet, the world of five years out. This episode is coming from Arrow's Internet of Things department. My name is Izzy Bonasso. I'm new to Arrow and I'm new to the Internet of Things, so I'm ready to explore, inform myself while informing you, and keep us all looking forward and learning. Today on the show, we have the opportunity to speak with someone who has been an integral part of this so-called IoT revolution, Matthew Bailey, the co-founder of the Colorado Smart Cities Alliance and Arrow's resident smart cities expert, will be joining us for a five-episode series, all you'll ever really need to know about the Internet of Things. We'll start off with an intro to IoT to create some background for the episodes to come, then we'll explore the latest and greatest technologies that are enabling this landscape, expand on the importance of a triple bottom line mindset, We'll have a whole episode for Matthew to blabber on about smart cities. And finally, we'll look 10 years into the future and see our lives with IoT. We have a lot to talk about today, so let's get down to business. I'd like to welcome Matthew Bailey to the podcast. Good morning, Matthew. Good morning, Izzy. It's a delight to be here. Super glad to have you here. So Matthew, um, you're often cited as being an IoT pioneer of sorts. I know that's a big responsibility, so I'm interested. What do you do when you're not pioneering? <laughs> Thanks for asking that question. And it's important to have a, a work-balanced life, isn't it? Um, so I spend a lot of time uh, walking in nature. Colorado has some beautiful nature uh, in the mountains and uh, some great hikes. Uh, I spend a lot of time going to the arts and enjoying theatre and things like that. And um, things like uh, history and politics uh, I really enjoy. But also, uh, don't tell anybody, but I also enjoy gardening as well. <laughs> Very well-rounded list of interests. <laughs> and what about in the workplace? Can you give us an introduction to your professional life? Yes, of course. So uh, I have the honor of uh, working uh, with the IoT group at Arrow Electronics, led by Aidan Mitchell. And, um, you know, we're doing a lot in IoT. Uh, we're looking uh, at all sorts of different uh, segments and markets around the world, such as smart cities, where I focus, um, smart retail and also industrial IoT and these are really really important markets for society for business for government to participate in the internet of things um, and there's all sorts of different things like my day can be doing radio shows like this or do keynote speaking or working with cities and regions on uh, helping to develop their blueprint through smart city solutions um, and, uh, you know, it's kind of fun because 
the, the role is global, so the kind of challenges that we see in Asia, for example, uh, can be quite different to what we see in North America. Um, although there's a lot of alignment uh, around smart cities, particularly with the challenges that literally every region is facing around things like population movement uh, increasing towards cities and suburbia. So by 2050, the United Nations estimate there'll be additional 3 billion people living in and around cities. And that's going to put a huge strain on resources such as water, air quality, affordable housing, health care, transportation and mobility. It's a whole plethora of things that will be inf- uh, affected by this increased population living in and around cities. And so this is where automation and the Internet of Things, and particularly the role that Arrow plays, is very, very pivotal to, act- to us actually creating thriving societies where we can find a kind of more of a harmonious balance where everybody gets good water, good housing, good health care, and great retail experiences and things like that. So it's pretty exciting. It's a big role, but it's fun. And we have a great team here at Arrow. Great. It sounds fun, and it sounds like we have a lot to talk about. So let's get down to it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. We've got a series of five programs, haven't we? Yes, we do. Oh, my goodness me. Wow. (laughs) So we're really here to talk about IoT, the Internet of Things, for those of us who are easily confused by acronyms. So let's lay out a foundation. Give me a basic rundown on IoT and the major puzzle pieces that come together to create smart solutions. You know, Izzy, the IoT is such an exciting third wave of global innovation that's going to touch every aspect of society. And uh, it's incredibly empowering for us to innovate the future together. So in essence, the Internet of Things are sensors deployed in the physical world, maybe in our homes or in our cities or maybe in our environment. And those sensors are measuring information from the physical world that's being transmitted into uh, uh, data centers that have platforms and big data and AI and analytics and all sorts of clever stuff that actually make sense of the data and then create more efficient services. So things like smart agriculture, smart transport, smart home, smart healthcare, smart retail. Those are some of the exciting initiatives that the IoT enables. Well, it sounds pretty good to me. Thanks for keeping it simple for us. (laughs) (laughs) So you mentioned that IoT will affect society as we know it. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? Sure. So the great thinkers throughout history have all understood that systems are all interconnected, all the way from Aristotle through to people like Nicholas Tesla, Einstein, Isaac Newton, you name it. They kind of understood that systems are interconnected. And so what we're starting to understand through the Internet of Things and what we can understand through the Internet of Things is how the physical world, that system, wants to interact with the human systems and the business systems and the private sector systems and the public sector systems. And we are, you know, humans are very much part of that, but also so are lampposts and assets, so are roads and bridges, so are cars, right? Um, And so the systems is is something that I think that uh, I find particularly um, 
invigorating of the imagination is how do we connect these systems together. So let's look at societal systems. Um, we, can't, we have issues around, particularly in America, uh, around transportation and mobility. Um, you know, our freeway here in, in Colorado on the I-25 can be quite busy at times and it kind of becomes like the M25 in London. It kind of becomes a car park at certain times of the day. And that doesn't obey jurisdictional boundaries. It crosses jurisdictional boundaries. So I think what we're going to see are cities collaborating as a re at a regional level to deploy IoT in the physical world to be able to resolve and use automation for some of the challenges that they all face together. So intelligent transport systems where traffic lights are all interconnected across a region and then they're all sending their data to a common data platform and applications can use analytics and, and uh, uh, to actually get insight to manage and steward congestion issues or to move traffic during emergency situations and get emergency vehicles and assets there as quick as possible on the right assets. Those kind of uh, opportunities are there for cities. But more importantly, you know, things like a high quality water supply to the citizens, the environment affects our health. What we drink and breathe affects our health. And so for, for cities and regions to thrive, they have to have good resilience around water quality and air quality. And so once again, that doesn't obey jurisdictional boundaries. And so I think what we'll start to see are regions uh, working together on improving air quality and water quality together. But moreover, the water gets supplied from the rural communities. And so um, Forbes wrote an article a couple of weeks ago um, with some research stating that when rural communities are connected to suburbia and metropolitan areas, their economy thrives. It increases, which is good for everybody. We can't forget the rural communities because they steward our precious resources most of the time. And so I think what we'll start to see are, are, are kind of statewide uh, uh, systems that are digital where the rural communities are connected to the regional communities and, um, and they kind of start working in harmony to ensure there is good quality of water uh, being delivered to the metropolitan areas that are increasing and increasing with the increased population movement. Um, I think I saw, a, uh, I listened to a speech by John Hickenlooper, who's a governor of Colorado a few weeks ago at a private event that Arrow was, uh, was part of. And uh, I was talking about smart communities and rural communities and the importance of STEM education in smart cities. Um, and John gave a really wonderful speech around, you know, how do we move forward as a society uh, towards kind of this new evolution that we need? And he said, you know, we shouldn't be frightened of automation. What we should do is upskill individuals and citizens to understand what the IoT revolution is all about and equip them to, with new jobs to participate in that automated platform we're going to see across society. And I, I find that speech really exciting because we have to, if we don't embrace automation, if we do not embrace this new type of triple bottom line mindset that Einstein talks about, then we're going to get left behind. And that means our cities and regions are no longer competitive. And Colorado has a super, super thriving economy. 
And so that's why Colorado is incredibly active in smart cities, smart regions, and why that we form the Colorado Smart City Alliance that's statewide, that embraces uh, cit uh, cities and towns in rural communities, small communities, uh, mid-tier cities across the front range, as well as the big metropolitan areas like Denver and, um, and the Denver South region. So what we're starting to realize is we're all in it together, right? And we all need to kind of connect our systems together in order to have a, a really good chance of creating a, a, a thriving, inclusive, environmentally responsible social fabric. And I find that really exciting, you know? I think I anyone mean, finds that collaboration every, exciting, right? Everybody comes to the party. Yeah. Everybody's involved. Everybody's invited. Right? It's great. So I think we're going to see uh, significant changes in, in citizen society in terms of them being educated and op an opportunity to participate. One of the best practices in smart cities, and we're doing it here in Colorado, is having citizen innovation labs where citizens can come and participate in developing the services for smart cities. And that's very, very important. I mentioned STEM students earlier. You know, we have CU, DU, CSU as part of the alliance. And we're in discussions about br uh, uh, bringing smart city innovation as part of their STEM curricula. But these students are all learning AI, big data, IoT, all these new technologies that they can bring that knowledge to the cities and to the rural townships to help them to, 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 to be part of the conversation and be informed. So that's really important that we include the stakeholders uh, within a, uh, a region to participate in innovation. And this is part of, uh, I think this is principle two, no, principle one of my white paper of building smart cities mindfully. Very interesting. I think we're all excited for that society that works together. Um, pretty positive outlook for our future, I would say, from, from your side of it, at least. Absolutely. The, the IoT is about empowerment. Empowerment to businesses to be more efficient, empowerment to government to deliver more meaningful public services that are inclusive, empowering to the, the, the STEM and the students and the innovators of tomorrow to have uh, the right mindset, the right uh, innovation skill sets um, to be able to shape our future. And, it, you know, it, it's very exciting. What about what everyone's dying to know? Why do we care? What happens if we do nothing? I think that's a great question. And if we do nothing, then I think it'd be boring. I think we should do something, at least be playful. Um, <clears throat> the great teachers and spiritual leaders of our time kind of teach this common ethic that the, the human condition wants to expand. A bit like the universe is continually expanding, right? Is that the human condition by nature wants to expand. And we can see it in all sorts of things like Maslow's hierarchy of needs and... Um, another kind of uh, de uh, development uh, teachings. And I think uh, the Internet of Things is a great opportunity for the, the, the personal individual to evolve. And I think that, that is a fascinating conversation for maybe another time. Um, if we don't do anything, then things will just get worse. If we don't do anything... So, so in India, right, a couple of... Uh, it was about 18 months ago, on the BBC, the, the Indian team were playing a foreign team at cricket. And the air pollution got so bad that they had to cancel the cricket game. Now, I'm a fan of cricket, and I want more cricket. So <laughs> we, should, we should use IoT to sort out our air quality, which actually goes back to this triple bottom line thinking around being carbon neutral 
in our energy generation. We can do this. There's no reason why we shouldn't be able to do this kind of thing. So if we don't do anything, then things will just get worse. And um, I think that that is not good for everybody. I think we want everybody to thrive. And we want more cricket. And we want more cricket, seriously. So Matthew, what if I want to know more about these technologies that are helping us save the environment, cleaner air, cleaner water, all that, all that kind of stuff? Well, if you want to find out more about triple bottom line economies, smart cities, smart regions, smart communities, then I would invite people to tune in to next week because as with The Matrix, we're going to take the red pill and we are going to go right down the rabbit hole and basically bring out the truth of the wonderful impact that the Internet of Things can bring to society. Well, I'm hooked. I think I'll be here next week. What about, what about you? Are you going to be here? As long as we talk about cricket, that's fine. Yeah, perfect. I think that, that that should be a headline of the show. Fantastic. All right, I'll see you then. Thanks, Izzy. Been a pleasure. If you're interested in learning more, visit Aero.com or connect with us on Twitter at Aero Global. Aero Electronics, five years out. Thanks for listening to another episode of Aero Bandwidth. If you'd like to hear more, please click and subscribe to our channel on your preferred podcast app. Follow us on Twitter at Arrow Global or learn more about us at our various websites, including www.arrow.com. Thanks for listening.